everybody. This is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process. Now, with the 4th of July and Memorial Day behind us this year, I hope that people have taken the time to appreciate what it means to be an American. We all owe our way of life and our liberties to those who served in our armed forces. They've provided the very freedoms under which we all live. To serve in our military is a selfless and heroic act of American patriotism. Whether or not you are an active member of the military or a veteran, you're part of a fraternity that's exclusive to you and to its members. Now, I'm not an expert in all of the benefits that our country provides to our service members, but I do feel passionately that we can never do enough as Americans to better support our troops while in service and support our veterans after leaving service. From a real estate perspective, veterans have the highest percentage of home ownership in the country at somewhere between 76 and 79%, where non-veterans are at 64%. And if on, you're on active duty, you have a 50% of people on active duty are homeowners, which is a really high number given that average age demographic and the transient nature of being in active duty. So although homeownership or the homeownership rate is high, the percentage of those using their VA benefits for mortgage is low. It's under 25%, which is unfortunate because a VA mortgage is, in my opinion, the best mortgage that someone can get in the marketplace. And I really thought about why that is. And I'm going to give uh, three reasons that I came up for is one, they don't know. You come out of the service, you're in the service, and you're not sure what's available to you. They feel the process is too difficult or time consuming. And I think in the market that we're in right now, a lot of it's just been, they're afraid that the offer is not going to be accepted, especially if you're putting 0% down. So hopefully we can shed some light on this and some other critical aspects of being a veteran in an active service today on the show. With that, I have the great pleasure of introducing Mr. Dennis Marks. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. Thanks for coming today, Dennis. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. It is a pleasure. It all, is. All right. The first thing we need to clear up is what's your real name? So my real name is Dennis Interdonato. I'm full-blown Italian, uh -huh. but nobody could pronounce my name or spell it most of the time. Uh, so I brand myself as Dennis Mark, which is my middle name, but technically it's my confirmation name. Okay. Uh, but that's what I use. It's a lot easier. And, um, that's why I do it. Cause I got a long last name and it's a lot easier to remember Mark than it is enter than I, I mean, Dennis Mark is the stage name. It is. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> now, Dennis, uh, you were in the military for how long? 10 years. 10 years. And when were you formally discharged or when did you leave service? 2007. That okay. was 1997 to 2007. Now, after you left in 2007, what was kind of your path after that? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was um, I was mostly uh, Army Reserve National Guard Okay. in the majority of my service. Um, so my transition after the military wasn't, wasn't that difficult uh, compared to active duty military trying to get back into that whole civilian regime of life again. Sure. Uh, for me, it wasn't that difficult. I was uh, still doing college, mm -hmm. so graduated college, and then I actually just went right into a family business of building and remodeling. Okay. And now, now, were you on the GI Bill when you came out? So the GI Bill was a lot different back then than it is now. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's gotten a lot better. Good through the years. Back when I was taking advantage of it, the only thing that the GI Bill gave us was while you were in school or in college for that matter, 
uh, it was uh, almost like a stipend. You just got an extra like $230 a month. Okay. And you only got it during the months that you were in school. Okay. All right. And so that, that's not going to get you too far. It, I mean, back then we're talking late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So $230 back then actually was a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, you know, like it got me, it got me through the month. It sure did. I mean, I worked too, but sure. it, it got me through the month or it paid for my, my books for the semester. If right. I used all the money combined for the four months for that semester. Right. So you were in, uh, you went into the family business, which is construction. And when did you switch over to real estate? So in about 2006, like right before like the killer boom, right. uh, I had decided to get my license because my dad and I wanted to start flipping. So I went in and got my license and really just used it for the family, for okay. the business. Didn't really help anybody else, didn't actively pursue a full-time real estate career, but I've had my license since then. Okay. And then when did you really start to transition into focusing more on real estate than the family business? So actually it was completely separate from each other. Right. I actually closed the family business in 2018. Okay. Uh, my dad semi-retired, and once he was like out of the office, I just uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. Sure, you know, I just it just wasn't there for me anymore. And it turned out I just loved working with my dad. It wasn't that I loved the business; I just loved being with him. Right. And once he was gone, oh, that was it. You know, the the thrill of the hunt was was gone. Sure. So shut it down, and then about a year and a half later, I had decided to try my hand at real estate full time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, three years later, here we are. Yeah, and you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations uh, off the air about real estate, and I've done know you've done exceptionally well at it. When, and I know that you're also very passionate about better serving our veterans and our active duty service members. And before we go down that path, I just want to talk to you a little bit. Someone who's been in the service, plus you were in the reserves, ten years of total service. How hard is it to reacclimate to civilian life when you come out of the military? There's like different levels sure. of, of difficulty. I would say those who um, who spend more time in the military uh, or those who have actually deployed and seen combat will probably have a lot harder time reacclimating to civilian life mm -hmm. uh, than those who have just spent time in the military for maybe like, you know, two or three years or something because your civilian life is still there. Right. Like it's still in your head. But the longer you spend in the military – the more you become the military. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and uh, again, also based on what you've been through, uh, or you know what you've seen, or what you may have had or not had to do, or things like that, that all plays a part in that reacclimation. So, when you've been associated with the military for for ten years, like yourself, or someone who's been active duty mm -hmm. for ten years, what do you think the hardest part is to reacclimate? The hardest part is probably thinking for yourself again. Okay. Um, you know, when you're in the military, you're just told what to do. Right. And you do it. You have a job. You do your job. You know, you have your three squares a day. You're, you're, you know, three hots and a cot, as they call it, or whatever. Sure. I mean, there's other other reasons to use that term, but the military is definitely one I can of them. see that, though. It's very, very regimented, very laser-focused. It is. ABC. ABC. Mm -hmm. All right, you're doing D today. And, like, it just very, very uh, regimented. Yeah, and also as far as like trying to find a job again is super tough because as much as the military tells you, oh yeah, you know, you can you can use these skills to get you a job when you leave the military, 
a lot of that is not true at all. Right. You know, um, maybe if like you're a mechanic or something like that or something in the uh, medical arts field or something. Sure. Um, but if you're like a gun bunny or, <laughs> you know, I was I was I was a gun bunny for a while in the artillery uh, or if you're infantry or something like that, there there's not much available for you. You could become a, a police officer or something along those lines. But other than that, what are you going to do? Sure. <laughs> you, know? you know, and I want to get into that in a, in a minute. So when you come out of the military, are you changed? Are you a different person than when you went in? Yeah, hundred percent. How so? Hundred percent. It's just a completely different mentality. Okay. You uh, you have a lot of respect for a lot of different things. Um, a lot of the little things you appreciate more because you learn to live with less. Right. You know, and um, life life isn't that difficult in the military. It really isn't. It's mm -hmm. it's when you get out and you have all these things available to you again. Sure. You know, those temptations or those wants, uh, they, they all come back into play. And it is um, it is a little difficult to, you know, start finding your way again and everything. So how do you, how supportive is the VA once you come out or you're discharged? It really all depends on who is helping you, I think. Okay. That's my personal opinion. Um, you know, we hear horror stories about the VA and how they don't help and how they're understaffed or how the people that they do hire are POS and this and that. And to some extent, some of that is true. Right. You know, certainly uh, my brother, he's a veteran as well, and he has utilized uh, the VA for a lot of things. He was overseas. He got hurt. He had to come home. He had surgeries. He had some other stuff going on. Um, he had to have some things cut out of him. He had to have some screws put in him. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a result of being overseas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you... <laughs> How's he feeling now? He's okay. I mean, okay. like, look, he's okay, but he'll never be 100%. Right. And no veteran ever will. Right. Ever. Mentally or physically. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, getting back to, like, the main question... <sighs> You'd mentioned job play yeah. placement. Like, mm -hmm. how do you? How supportive did you find the VA? Um, they don't. They don't put you in a job. Right. Okay. They will tell you where you can go to find a job, mm -hmm. but you can find that anywhere. Right. You know, you can do your own research, especially nowadays with the internet and everything. You know, everything is at our fingertips. It's just a, a matter of mindset. How about from a healthcare perspective? They take care of you after you leave the military. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a touchy subject. Okay. Uh, there is, obviously, there's healthcare available. You know, we have our VA hospitals and everything. Sure. Um, but they're so overloaded. Right. You know, and uh, there, there's, there's so much more money that should be put into our veteran care system, and it goes elsewhere. And that's why we hear these horror stories is because they're understaffed. You know, they they don't have like the best equipment. Yeah, right. you know, um, the doctors. I give them so much credit because you try dealing with thousands and thousands of disgruntled sure. veterans. Sure, you know, it's it's not easy. And you're talking all. millions of people. Yeah, millions of veterans. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you find their mental health services? Same. Um, I I've never utilized any help regarding mental health with the military. Mm -hmm. I do have I do have friends uh, that have and they they seem to be good with it. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe though that that's one of the areas where you might be able to go outside of the VA for the help. Okay. I know like in the past the last administration we had with the country, 
they were trying to change all that where you could go outside of the VA to get medical assistance and, and therapy and, and things like that. Um, I don't know if it all still carried over, but I do believe that might be one of the the outlets that you can go outside of for. Now, how about financial services? When you look at, all right, you've come out of the service, how do they lead you down the path of handling finances? Because you haven't had to do that. Really. Right. Most people are going to go in when they're 18, 19 years old. How do you handle finances? How do you purchase a home? Is there any support or assistance with that? So they'll tell you like, yeah, you know, you got the VA loan when you get out. And that's the, <laughs> and that's that's the story. It. And that's it. Um, there, There's really no like hookup with, uh, with like realtors or lenders or anything like sure. that. It's pretty much you're on your own to find them yourself. Well, hopefully you can look to improve that, if anything, at the local level, mm-hmm. Dennis. Well, we're going to try. Absolutely. Now, do you receive more? Do you think veterans and active military receive more help from the VA or really local organizations? Local organizations. Okay. Local organizations uh, geared toward assisting veterans. Right. Yes. I do believe that they receive more help that way because uh, those those people, uh, most of the time, they're, they're not being paid for their services. They're strictly volunteer and they're there to help. Sure. What are some of the really good ones that you've seen in, in our area in New Jersey? The best ones that I've seen actually are like the nonprofit organizations. Uh, like very, very close to me is Ma Deuce Deuce. They're right. based out of Tom's River. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do is they just try to get veterans out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if you if you are suffering from depression or you're just, you know, alone or, or you're trying to reacclimate and you just maybe don't know anybody here or you just need to you just need a day. Right. You know, uh, this just or- be around like minded people. That's what so it does. People can relate to the experience. Yeah. And this organization, they do retreats. And they do outings. They'll they'll take veterans out. Uh, they'll take us to the ranges. They'll take us to the baseball games and stuff. And uh, they they receive a lot of charity as well in the form of like free tickets and and right. you know furniture things like that. You know, I think that uh, there's a great it's a great organization. It is. Uh, you can't have enough great orga- organizations to help support the causes for veterans. Yeah. When you look at the VA mortgage that you mentioned, you come out and they say, yeah, you can qualify for a VA mortgage. You know, as we looked at the statistics, and I mentioned them earlier, is under 25% of veterans actually use their VA benefits. And just so everybody understands uh, that's out there listening, how do you qualify for a VA mortgage? I mean, there's a lot of different qualifications in there, but here's some, some basic ones. If you've served 90 consecutive days of active duty, you should be eligible. If you've been in the service for 121 days of active duty, you should be eligible. So in, in just to kind of reiterate that, 90 days consecutive active duty, meaning deployed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 90 days deployed, 181 days of just active duty, you should be eligible. And there's so many highlights that we'll get into uh, towards the end of this about the benefits of a VA mortgage and trying to lead people down that path of assistance. So when you look at helping veterans getting to get into homes, Dennis, you know, what's your role in helping bridge this gap? So recently, my company, Keller Williams, they rolled out a whole new division called KW Military. Mm -hmm. And KW Military is geared specifically toward assisting veterans, veteran spouses, servicemen and women in getting homes. Sure. Buying their homes, whether it's your first home or your third home or whatever, this program is specific to veterans. We have classes set up now that teach us how to uh, basically like how to communicate 
with veterans. Sure. Um, what to know, you know, what you need to know, uh, especially if they're active duty, you know, where, when they're coming from, where they're going. Uh, it's, it's a great program. So uh, how do you feel that program will better serve veterans and active duty? I know when we say veterans, really implying active right. duty as well. So 100%, I think it'll, it's going to put them at ease, right? Because one of the biggest things that we have problems with is trusting people. Sure. So if I'm a veteran and I'm trying to help you right off the bat, we have a connection. Right. Okay. So now if I'm taking this program and I'm utilizing it to help, to help you or to help a, a fellow service member or even a, a, um, a service member's wife or, or husband, um, they're, they're going to, they're just going to feel comfortable with you and it's going to allow for a smoother process throughout. Yeah. And you know what? You can't put enough emphasis on working with like-minded people mm -hmm. that have been through the same experience, whether that's a veteran or, or different cultures, whatever that is, but it is critical that, that you have that. And, you know, when you look at a, a veteran or active duty and I know I keep saying it, but you want to work with like-minded people. Why? How does a veteran think differently? So <laughs> when you're in the military, you're just taught one specific way. Right. You know, and it's it's pretty much just like straightforward all the time. Um, it's it's more of a mindset than anything. If I'm if I'm being honest, sometimes it's really hard to explain what the connection is. It's more along the lines of you just feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that that's a lot with, with how I am. Sure. Like I'll, you know, you could be a stranger to me. And the minute somebody's like, oh, yeah, he's a vet. I don't even care what branch of service you were in. Right. We are automatically best buds. Well, you're part of the brotherhood That's and sisterhood, yeah. right, of it. And I would imagine that there's probably a big difference in working with combat versus non-combat, or there could potentially be a difference. Depending on, like, you know, how much combat they've been in and, and you know, where their mental state state is in, sure. for sure there there is a significant difference. Um, but I have found, for the most part, um, I've never had an issue, uh, and I've never treated anybody any any differently either. You know, we all get treated the same. We make fun of each other. We joke around. Like, that's that's it. You got that's, great that's, hair. That's, that's we like, like to talk about hair on the show. Right. Look at his hair. Nick, look at that. <laughs> you know, I always say there's only one guy with better hair than me in the office, and I'm staring right at him. <laughs> now, do you use pomade? I use a couple different Are you products. you to get some good height on that. I do. I do. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a whole podcast just on what, what I, I do. I think so. We, I, you know what? But it seems like this is a very, very popular topic. Uh, so what do you think is the best best path of assistance for, for a veteran? We have to get the word out more Okay, to, to help them. Um, most veterans, to be honest with you, when it, when it comes to real estate, they, they never had uh, like a military backing for real estate. Right. You know, they just, it was always like a word of mouth, like, hey, do you know a realtor? I need to find a house. As long as I can use my VA loan, I don't care. Right. Right. But now with Keller Williams, with rolling out this whole division, this is going to be huge. You know, yeah, so. Now, now does it, in part of that KW military that you had mentioned, does it include connecting different parts of the process as well? It's on the individual agent to do that. Okay. So if you're asking me, yes, it does. Okay. You're like you and I have had conversations yeah. about ideas that I have, things that I would like to do within the state yeah. to uh, get the word out more toward active service members, veterans that we have this program. Uh, you know, we're here to help. 
and we can be your go-to team for right. anything real estate related. Uh, that's that's to a big thing. To include the lender, the, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, title companies, the movers, how do you set up your electricity? Like get everything in one spot to just make it that much more seamless. Yeah. And to but, be honest, like the, the process really isn't that different if you're dealing with a, a you know, like a civilian versus a, a veteran right. when it comes to real estate, because the process is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how... Uh, like how you communicate with them through yeah. the process. Makes That's sense. Really it. Yeah, it makes sense. So Dennis, we're going to we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back right at it. It's Dennis Mark, Greg Wareham on your mortgage process. Yes. So I wanted to take some time to thank today's sponsor. And today we were sponsored by an organization for veterans called Ma Deuce Deuce. And the purpose of the organization, they've been dedicated to providing information and education regarding the network of services available for military veterans classified with special needs that include post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and other disabilities. And they also provide an opportunity to experience treatment outside of the VA. And they offer these treatments at no cost. Mod Deuce Deuce will provide a network to these veterans in an effort to eradicate the estimated 22 daily veteran suicide epidemic. If you want to check out their website or donate, their website is modducedeuce.org. That's M-A-2-2.org. You can also send them an email at info at ma22.org. They're a great organization here to help veterans and those fighting for our country. Welcome back, everyone. This, of course, is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process, and we have Dennis Mark with us today. <laughs> hey, Dennis. Hey. Hey. How you hey, doing? So we were talking a little bit uh, off air about uh, how we make a difference in education and support for a veteran in need of housing and home ownership. And what do you think, Dennis? What's the best way for us to get the word out there? The best way is just like grassroots campaigning. You, right. know, you just you literally have to go. You have to make the time to put yourself out there and just let people know who you are and what you can do for them. Right. Uh, the, really, the process is no different than doing anything as a realtor. You just need to know where to go and who to talk to. Yeah, and it seems like so many, a lot of the military bases, there's really like four major ones in mm -hmm. the state. Correct? Yep. I know Picatinny's one of them up by Route 15, Spartish area, Jefferson, mm -hmm. I, th I think it's in. And then a lot of them are in the southern part of the state, central and southern. Right. And, you know, getting to those areas, getting getting to those bases to be able to better help support and drive the message, I'm certainly sure that would be helpful. Sure. And not only the bases, but New Jersey in general, we have a very, very big military presence. Right. So we have like all of the armories for the reserves and then and the National Guard. Right. There's a lot of them. So when you add all of that into the mix, I and mean, you could keep yourself busy for years trying to get to all of them and, and you know, making contact and trying to get in to talk to them and stuff. And actually, that's what we talked about. Yeah. One of the things that I want to do is get myself in there as a veteran, as a realtor, bringing you with me as an experienced lender yeah, and let them know what we can do for them. You know, it's funny. When we when we started the program, I had mentioned a, a three different reasons why veterans aren't doing more VA mortgages. And obviously we got to get the message out better, but I think there's also a misnomer with the fact that the process is more difficult. It really isn't. Mm. I mean, yes, there's less appraisers that can appraise a VA 
property or do an appraisal using VA guidelines, but it's not that significant of a difference. No. It's, it's, a, it's a misnomer. And then it's interesting in this market that we've been in where prices are so high, I've done a lot, I work with a lot of veterans and you know, why wouldn't you want to put down 0% if you're a veteran? You do not have to pay PMI and you have a low interest rate. Like it's a great benefit. So yeah. in this current market, yeah. even though we're on the tail end of it, that was actually um, a disadvantage for a lot of veterans because of appraisal values. Right. You know, houses were going for so much over asking price. They weren't appraising for those prices yeah. that people were trying to buy the house for. So if you're putting zero money down, yeah. how, how is that going to help? You know, and it's so regionalized as well, because I've done some loans more down in the Virginia and Maryland area mm -hmm. for veterans. Down in that marketplace, it's such a heavy population in certain communities of veterans that 0% down VA loan, that deal gets accepted. Where in New Jersey, for some reason, it, it, it doesn't, even though there's a, there's a big VA population or veteran population. And I think as part of our education process, it's really making that clear to people that, listen, there's no, it's the only mortgage that's backed by the federal government. Yeah. The only one. I mean, you look at, we had spoken earlier about days in service and days in combat, and what could potentially make you eligible. There's no PMI involved in it. If you put down less than 20%, 10%, 0%, you don't pay any PMI. So again, true 0% down loan, as I indicated, it's guaranteed by the federal government. There is a potential funding fee that the VA charges and they, puts on, they put on the loan amount, depending on whether or not you're disabled or what percentage of uh, disability that you have with the VA. There's no debt to income ratio requirements. So unlike conventional and FHA where there's limits, that's not how it works with a VA mortgage. Right. It's more has to do with residual income. And there's technically no loan amount. It's relative to what's in the area. And when you're someone looking to sell your home to a veteran, one, listen, they're a veteran. <laughs> Take the <laughs> offer. Look at the offer. Number one, it's the least that we can do mm -hmm. as civilians. And then number two, just understand that this particular loan product is an extremely aggressive product to help veterans get into a home. 100%. 100%. I think the main thing with the VA loans is there, you know, how you were talking about down in, in those other southern states, how it was so widely accepted is because those, those states are heavily military. Right. They're heavy military. And although New Jersey is... I do believe that we have a lot of uneducated professionals regarding this particular loan. Mm. And instead of taking the time to learn it, oh, through the years, it was just like, eh, no, the, the inspection is, is too tough. You don't, you don't want to use that loan. And a stigma was created regarding the VA loan, how mm -hmm. it just wasn't a good loan. Right. But in fact, everything that you just said is 100% accurate. It's the best loan. Yeah. It really is. It is. We got to go on tour. I'm ready. We're going on tour. I'm ready. Because we really got to get this message out face to face. Nick, pack our stuff. We're going on tour. <laughs> We're going on tour. I'm buying a camper tomorrow. Yeah, no, we got it. We got to go it. on tour because yep. this is really a message that needs to get out there in the in the marketplace. So talking about going on tour. Mm -hmm. Now we have talked about uh, this uh, a little bit. Yeah. Prior to the to the show, uh, I am serious about traveling this state. I want to try to get into every armory I possibly can, see if we can get 30 to 45 minutes of time to let these soldiers, these servicemen and women know what's available to them and how we can help them. 
Yeah, no question, Dennis. And I'm 100% in on, on doing that with you. So we'll have to pinpoint some different areas throughout the state to really uh, target that. And from a lending standpoint, when you look at VA mortgages, it, it really is important that folks are working with someone who's been doing it for a really long time, right? So I talked a little bit about some of the benefits of a VA mortgage, but with myself personally, with 24 years of experience in helping veterans get into homes, there are some nuances of the transaction that you really got to be familiar with yeah. and try to lead people down the right path of assistance. And my point being that you have to be working with someone who really knows that marketplace because it's different. It is. Right? Yep. And it's different in a good way. But it's mm -hmm. understanding what the needs are of the person that are looking for that for the house and then what can and can't be done. Agreed. So as we get on tour and doing that, we're going to go deep on how we can better support, how we can better educate, and how we can better drive the message home. Because we have to get that VA mortgage stat for veterans in active duty under 25%. I mean, that number should be 75%. Yeah. You know, it just tells me that people are potentially paying more. And if they're not paying more, because maybe it isn't the right product for a particular veteran, but it, it tells me that we may not have the education that's needed or in place so people can make an educated decision as to what the best product is for them. Agreed. Agreed. This is a home run. No one's ever done anything like this, mm -hmm. you know, what we're trying to do here. And uh, I even actually, I, I had taken a class recently for KW Military. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was specifically geared toward working with veterans, right? right? So this whole program has been laid out and... I told the instructor about what I wanted to do. She was all about it. She wants to know about it. She wants yeah. to know how, you know, how this goes and everything. Mm -hmm. This could potentially be the start of something that could carry on nationwide. You know, this grassroots effort that we were talking about earlier, yeah. it's going to start right here in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, we got our work cut out for us, and uh, it's a, a privilege to yeah. put the work into it. Sure is. And I want to go back to one more thing. When we had talked about... In the market that we're kind of at the end of right now, a lot of VA buyers were getting, I, don't know, I wouldn't say priced out of the market, but their offers weren't getting looked at because they were looking to put down 0%. Right. And one of the ways around that is if we do have some money to put down, so even if it's $10,000 to put down as a initial deposit, the veteran or the active duty person can get that money refunded that to them at the closing. So that way we're not going into a contract where the seller feels, oh, there's no vested commitment in this. Well, no, all right, we'll put 10, we'll put $20,000 uh, as a deposit, but that money's fully refundable at the closing. Right. And from a seller perspective, it doesn't even matter, right? They just want to know that they have a commitment and they have a financial uh, commitment from mm -hmm. the consumer. Or from the buyer. Yeah, 100% right. You know, what else are your thoughts on it, Dennis, and how we can better help the community? So as professionals, uh, volunteer more. Yeah. Uh, say thank you. Yeah. Put yourself out there to let people know that you're there to help. And educate yourself more. Right. Well, you know, all the information's available online, or you can call Dennis, you can call myself to get more information on what can and, get and can't be done. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I, the word that just pops into my mind is caring. Yeah. You know, understanding where a veteran has been, to understand where an active service member is, and understand the amount of sacrifice that it takes to go into the military and be respectful of that, right? 
be respectful of it and support while people are in active service and when they're veterans, because we just don't do enough of it in this country. And I, and I don't think there's enough safeguards in place from a government standpoint, in my opinion, to better support. I mean, you look at, uh, not to go off on a tangent with it, you go look at the mental health aspect of it outside of mortgages. I mean, unfortunately, there's high suicide rates in military, and we were talking about it the other day. Uh, What's the stat on that? 22 a day. 22 a day. 22 veterans we lose every day to suicide. Uh, That's that's hurtful, right? That's uh, that's a shame. So just mental health, with financial services, with everything, there's not enough that we can do for veterans in our country. You know, what do you think, Dennis, is the one thing that we can do to help our military community support the goal of home ownership? Good question, man. I feel like my answers are all the same. Yeah. But they pretty much uh like it starts it all starts with educating and just putting it out there. Right. We have to let our veterans know that these programs are available to them that these they can take advantage of these benefits um and we have to do it on on a grander scale because like i said you know when, when we get out uh or even as a um uh a reservist or, or or a guardsman even even then you still don't know of everything that's available to you because the 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 armories don't know you know your leadership they don't know because right. it's not put out to them either it's not their fault it's just that there's nothing in place to go past the military right you know their job is the military that's all they're responsible for is to teach you how to be a soldier teach you how to be a marine and maintain you know that job title so and you made it clear earlier when you look at kind of just the thought process when you're told what you have what you're doing every day for years upon end you come out of it and you say well what am i doing today yeah right Mm mm-hmm and that's not a negative. That's just that's hum- the human condition. Yeah, right? it is. Why do you think we have so many homeless veterans? Right. Because they just, they gave up. Right. They gave up because, especially like way, way back in the day. I mean, per- I personally believe it's a lot better now than it was 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot better than it was 10, 15 years prior to that. However, we still have it. We still have 22 suicides a day even now more than ever because it's almost like they they, i don't want to say they they glorify these things but you know all you see in the news in the media anymore is doom and gloom right you know nobody ever focuses on like the positive stuff right that's another thing we should probably do is focus more on the positive things that our our veterans do for us you know there is there's good and people trying to support one another in this world and that's a message that there's just not enough of that out there yeah right yeah so I'm thinking moving forward, like I said, we're going to go on tour and we're going to do some different things together, Dennis, try and get this message out there. I mean, we are going to post uh, on video and, and get on the show some support organizations that are in our area. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of them. You had mentioned uh, Mod Deuce Deuce. What other organizations are available in the area? There's actually a lot. What I will do is I will put a list together yep. of all the organizations that either I have heard of or at one point I have communicated with, mm-hmm. and maybe we can like post that somewhere uh, down the line or whenever this thing airs or whatever so we can give people an opportunity to go and check those organizations out. Or if you yep. want to know more like on the side, just get in touch with me. Yeah, we're going to get that. We'll get that posted and we'll get that out there. Sorry to put you on the spot. That's okay. I need a list right now, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my phone. <laughs> so, Dennis, if someone did have questions for you, 
uh, that are folks in the military or anybody at all, what's the best way to reach you? Call me. Call my phone. What's your phone number? 732-598-2672. Fantastic. Easy. Hey, Dennis, there's a hat on the desk (laughs) that everyone can see. There is. Tell us about the hat. This is my campaign hat. I wore this for three years. I was a drill sergeant in the Army. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, this uh, this is this was my only campaign hat. I never changed it in three years. So everything that I've done, every troop I trained, uh, every <laughs> every weapon I cleared, every time I called cadence, no matter what, this thing was on my head. You got to give me some cadence. I know you won't put the hat on. You don't want to mess up the hair. <laughs> I will not put the hat on. It, to be honest, it doesn't even fit anymore. My fat got too fat. Uh, come on, give me some drill sergeant cadence. Oh my. God. Come on, let's go. Hey, probably you better stand at ease when you talk to me. Sorry, sir. Listen up. Here we go. A tune, hat, turret, hoon, right, peace, forward, march, hell left, hell left, hell left, right, right, hell left, right. One, two, three, four, two, three, four, two, three, four, left, right, on left, hell left. He'll left, he'll left, right. Oh, it's How's fantastic. That? It's fantastic, Dennis. Thank you so much for my sharing pleasure, that. My pleasure. My pleasure. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. That was well, good. Well, listen, Dennis, give us again your phone number one more time. All right, 732-598-2672. You can text or call. Fantastic. Dennis, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, Again, this is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process and our guest, Dennis Mark. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And thank you, everyone out there for listening today. We appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.